Hello, friends. Uh, today's guest is my good friend Jeff Gross. Jeff Gross is a professional poker player. He is the ambassador for Gigi. He's a content creator and a podcast host. And uh, I am privileged to get to know Jeff in particular because uh, I led Jeff to Christ. I baptized Jeff. I married Jeff and his wife, Amelia, and baptized his son. And I, they're part of our uh, Crossbridge Key Biscayne family. And so Jeff, it's a real joy um, to have you here in, in, in our Starting Strong podcast. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And also, I would like to, you know, the poker side is something I've done for many years. I've done yeah. it for 20 years, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm really into investing in entrepreneurship and that's something that I'm passionate about and, uh, you know, just discovering myself too and constantly working and growing as a person because it is a, um, it's, it's a constant thing to work on, right? It's just always, you're always trying to improve, learn and, and grow and, you know, obviously, yeah, some key events in life we've gotten to share and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. T tell me a little bit about like your entrepreneurship and the things that you like to invest in besides, you know, the, the poker career that you, that you have and you lead. Yeah, so what is it that you do you like to do? Um, you know, investment wise, I've been kind of privy to some interesting startups, a lot of startups, which I know sort of like restaurants, you're told not to do, right? These are like very high risk, right? They're the yeah. flyers, they're not going to work out a lot. Churches of them, are high risk too. Yeah, yeah. you got to, hey, and, you gotta, I, and I've, I've done a few of those. You got to start somewhere, start strong. And, and you know, I, I, I've, um, I've, I've been in some and luckily a lot of them are still afloat. We'll see if they pan out or not. But I, lo I do love gaming. I love, I was playing board games, video games from a young age. And then when I found poker, you know, I realized you could win money playing poker. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> got into it and um you know i've always been fascinated with how things work how business works and getting to, to have some friends that are older and successful within the business world i've been fascinated and yeah. seeing what works doesn't work and it's yeah. it's pretty amazing because it's not easy as you know if you're if you're ahead of some if you're the leader if you're in charge of stuff there's a lot of stuff that goes into making things function and work and and it's 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 easier said than done and you know i've kind of just fascinated with that and most of mine are gaming related um yeah. but i i do a, you know I, i'm in a coffee business i'm in um I, I mean, I could. You go to my website. I, we, okay. it's, I, there's All a lot right. of random things. Renaissance man. Yes. That's uh, that's what I should have said, like in the yes. beginning of the show, as I introduced the Renaissance man. Yeah. But that, but that's great to hear. So, but um, poker was the initial platform that that launched you into this entrepreneurship uh, lifestyle, right? Yeah. And so, can you can you share with like our our listeners, our viewers? How did you get into poker? You know, I, I'm, I'm very curious of how someone becomes a professional poker player in this day and age. And, and then I want you to, um, if you can, share what your parents, what your friends, family members thought of it. You know, when you said, hey, yeah, I think I want to do this for a living. So... Yeah, so it, it started. I played soccer growing up. Played through college. Yes. And it actually, oh man, I seen you played. So this guy is amazing. <laughs> I, I used to. I played a long Brother, time ago. I, you excited I, about I, the World Cup? Of course, of course. Who, who, who do you pick? I mean, I gotta go Brazil. Just you know, my you wife, gotta go. Brazil. My wife's Brazilian. My oh, wife's man. Brazilian, and uh, my son's they half Brazilian. Team. They're the favorites. And they got a good USA. Team. I'm still not. You know, we'll see. They, I think. What about few, France? What do you think of France? You know, good team. Respect. We'll yeah. see. They're either they're they're polarizing. They either do very well or very bad. So I'm sure they have a good team though as well. But yeah, I got in. I was playing soccer my whole life and then someone brought a chipset to to a soccer camp when i was in high school i think i was like 14 15 and um you know i seen it on the world series of poker chris moneymaker mm -hmm. i don't know if you heard of him he yeah. sort of it's called the moneymaker effect he won as an amateur in 2000 mm -hmm. i believe it was 2003 and just so just so my the listeners yeah. know like i'm you guys know i'm a pastor you know i'm i mean i'm your pastor 
there's a problem if pastors say, I know a whole lot about poker. Right. All right? So yeah, so just, that's an issue. just say you don't so, know. Yes, I'll explain. I, I don't know a whole okay. lot. So you... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Um, yeah, so it's a big, it was a big time in poker. An amateur beat a pro was on ESPN. You know, I was just mm -hmm. at the right... Mm -hmm. I'd say right place, right time in terms of that. It was sort of what I found. And there's a movie yeah. called Rounders as well. Don't yeah, know you told me about it. Shouldn't know, yeah. maybe. I, I watched it. it. I watched oh, you did see it. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's an old movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon and mm. Edward Norton. And I, kind of that That's movie. That's my favorite actor, but Yes. So that movie and the combination of the kind of chips being brought. And I was like, wow, you can actually win money or doing something that, you know, I like games. So yeah. I was playing with my friends. I was playing with, with, people in the camp and I sort of did well just without you know I didn't read any books on it I hadn't done any study and just kind of naturally was was gravitated towards it and then I, I got like sent $50 by a friend to play online and you know I was underage it's I think we're over statute limitations on so how old were uh, you? I was like 15, 15. and uh, you know I think oh. it was 18 was the age but it was on party poker back in the day and you know and then I got in these referral referral programs where you could you know, sign people up, you send your buddy, they give you bonuses, this and that. And it sort of just led to, you know, once I got into college, I was doing that. I was playing soccer in college and couldn't really have a job, right, where I was mm -hmm. playing on the soccer team. And yeah. uh, it was just convenient, yeah. right? I could play, play at my own time when I wanted and, uh, you know, kind of just was a good time. Poker was very vibrant and, and not that it's not now, but it's a lot, the game's been solved, similar to backgammon or, um, you know, chess, right? There's a right, right move in a right spot and, mm -hmm. and it's not completely solved, but it is, there are the right moves and there's a lot right. of people getting much better quickly, a mm -hmm. lot more information. So it's, it's more difficult to break into becoming a professional if you were to start from scratch today. Yeah. Um, the landscape's just changed a lot, although it's very popular, it was different. And you know, I got in at, at that time and just never really, never had a job, never looked back. So you graduated from college? Yeah. And then you just, what, how did your parents respond when you came to that conclusion? I mean, it was, it was sort of just naturally happening because in high school, I, I knew I played a bit, whatever, right? They weren't thinking about it. It wasn't like a, it wasn't something they were worried about. It wasn't like, you know, an obsession. I wasn't even technically old enough to, you know, figure, figure I'm playing for play money or whatever. Right. And then after college, I was in college and playing a lot then. And I kind of, my passion went from soccer to poker for the most part i realized i was a little bit slow and my coach and i didn't get along he was um you know <laughs> south carolina guy he knew i was the poker guy we didn't hit it off he was sort of bible country oh, yeah. um you know i, I say that there with respect I, like I, he, I lived in the south yeah like yeah. it was just I like know, gambling, know you know, it was the guy about. didn't let's yeah. say so we didn't get along i was yeah. captain of my yeah. teams yeah. growing up and the the coach and i didn't see eye to eye i didn't really get to play okay and i was having a blast i was in shape getting to play go to train it's like a fraternity yeah. Yeah, like sure. a physical fraternity yeah. just yeah. without i was like i didn't play much and played poker and then um my parents my dad you know they were they weren't sure at first but then i moved in out of college with a buddy of mine and live with him and you know i just and i hit like a six-figure score i won a hundred thousand from a thousand dollars and Dang. uh that was like 2011 i believe or nine or nine or ten something like that so you're your yeah. early 20s yeah. already yeah. you know i had with some a lot success of money. i had yeah, one money success. online and it was uh you know again my risk was very little like this is what i say about poker i always preface with right if you were starting poker and you're 30 years old and you have two kids and you're working right it's a little different than yeah. the risk you know it's similar in life and yeah, business to come in and, and what, what what i you know i was 18 19 20 playing money i didn't really have money mm -hmm. that i was like coming in with a bunch of money you know i'm not an older guy with like putting stuff on the line i was building from nothing so i my literal risk was like 50 dollars that i started playing poker yeah. with. so it's a little different than being a you know 35 year old guy with a family and kids yeah. and say oh i'm gonna start risking a lot of money and playing poker so i kind of came from from grassroots of uh the, the the boom the poker boom and then your parents were like oh okay i guess you can 
make well, a living off of this. They and, never they never challenged it, never said, are okay. you sure? It just kind of like my dad uh, started playing. He started to understand and learn the game. And he actually- Is he like, good? He's, he's okay. He's okay? He's, he's not, you know, he's not going to win uh, any majors, but he's, uh, he's, he can hold his own. And okay. um, he, uh, he actually- was skeptical, but he really saw the beauty of the game, and he said he wished yeah. he had he had played back when he was growing up because he feels that there's a lot of attributes and skill sets that can come from that. Which okay. you know, I agree on that, of course. I'm okay. biased, but he he sees that that now, and which is cool. So, so like, were you obsessed with like? Are you a driven person? Like, you're obsessed with success. I mean, if you, to be like an entrepreneur, um, you sort of have to have a little bit of an, an obsession with success. Yeah. And you know, reaching your goals and, and that sort of thing, and yeah. and getting people to believe in your vision, and you know, you want when you're investing in things, you want to invite others to invest yeah. with you as well. So, uh, tell me a little bit about that in, in, in terms of your personality, and uh, you know, um, how how success obsessed you were uh, from the early days. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's in my bones for sure about being a entrepreneur and just being very motivated you know i, I love your, your title it was starting strong like for me i i really believe in that taking the first step that's always been my motto I, you know mm -hmm. i built a twitch following I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with twitch yeah. but uh my kids yes so i'm I, old jeff so i understand I, mean, I don't think ali knows yeah <laughs> you know I, I i basically just dive into stuff like when i started twitch i was like okay this looks cool you're talking yeah. to people you're building something yeah. from nothing but I, yeah. I don't like i don't really look at you know same thing with the podcast too it's like i i do it because i like it i yeah. want to do it i'm not like oh you know joe rogan made 100 million and like i want to make all this money like it's like i actually love it i enjoy it and if something comes of it you know i just kind of believe in trusting the process and that is um you know that's something that I've always just kind of done, you know, starting a YouTube channel, starting a Twitch channel, um, you know, building a team, investing in myself. That's something I always believe in. And uh, I love it. I love projects. I love starting new things and just kind of diving in and maybe to a fault, even doing too much, right? Like a podcast, do this, do that. And it's like not to be, because there's two schools of thought, do one thing and do it amazingly well, or do a lot of things, right? And, right. and that's sort of like, I still feel like I'm in a discovery process where I've yeah. been trying things and then sort of seeing what I like and now kind of yeah. honing it in. Yeah, but how success obsessed you are? Like, yeah. are you like, man? Do you, do you go to bed at night? Sometimes I find myself doing that. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm um, going to bed at night. It's like, man, I, I need to make that happen. You know, we need to find the the money to finish this project, this building, and uh, you know, there's this other church that we're opening in São Paulo yeah. in Brazil. I need to make that happen. I don't have the right tools, the right leaders. Oh yeah, can't go to sleep. Oh, no, at night. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, I am, tell I am, tell I am, me about about that side of you for sure. I, every like saying, you know, I, to a point where I almost feel like it's a it's it's a blessing and a curse. But I do feel like I'm always trying to you know optimize or take it to the next level and try to find things ways to build. I, I look around like that's one of the things too. It's tricky, right? Social media now, people are so connected to the phone, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, these things. But yeah. you know, for me. I think you're either really into it or really not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and for me, I'm, I'm always looking at stuff. I look at the the top accounts. I try to see what they're doing. Look at how their Instagram page is laid out. Yeah. Oh, there's a link tree now. Like, that's cool. I never heard of that. Get my team, you know, do that. Or a, a LinkedIn page or get a Wikipedia, you know, work. Like, I'm always trying to, to be the best version of what I'm doing. And, yeah. and that's, so I, I'd say I am very much so uh, obsessed with with kind of pushing forward and and, and, and driven to, to so, yeah so like when you play a game like let's say you play a game yeah. uh, stakes are high whatever mm -hmm. and you're doing doing good but then you lose it like how do you how do you respond after 
you know, a loss, like a big loss. You're like, man, I had it. You know, it just slipped through my fingers. Right. Well, my dad taught me this, which I love this. So he always would say, you know, lose as if you like it and win as if you expect it. So, you know, that it, I can, you can tell a lot about someone at a poker table, right? Like I, you, the highs and lows, guess, yeah. similar to golf. You go golf. I don't know if you golf. No, I'm don't, not a, that, don't do that either. I'm not a big golfer I, myself. I do but, the soccer. That's, that's our overlap. Yeah. yeah sports. We can, uh, but you can tell a lot also <laughs> yeah. about soccer in the yeah. field. How do, yeah. how do you, yeah. how do you deal with people's successes? How do you deal yeah. with the failures in golf? If someone has a great shot, you know how do you, or if you lose, if you guys are, you know, yeah, uh, you can you can tell a lot about someone. Similar to a poker table, you see a guy banging the table and you know stressed out and losing his mind, like that's a little concerning. If you see a yeah, guy take course. a bad beat um, and, and he handles it well, that's mm-hmm. you can kind of tell something about them as well. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that poker teaches a lot of lessons. It, it sort of puts you in a lot of high variance situations, right? There's math, like you take bad beats, you have you get lucky, uh, you win, you mm-hmm. lose, mm-hmm. And, and you deal a lot with mm-hmm. that in life. I mean, it's just like to me poker is mm-hmm. a big metaphor for life there's a lot of, of daily course. wins and losses there's there's a lot of variance in luck right you get yeah. an accident on the way over here you know you, you uh get in a fender bender someone gets sick in your family or you do or you get that you know there's just all these things that are happening all the time and it's not about what happens it's how you react to what happens mm-hmm. and i think that poker sort of ex- exemplifies that in a very condensed mm-hmm. spot with mm-hmm. a lot of situations where you get to kind of get that dealt to you fast yeah yeah it's amazing how you know, um, many of us don't know how to handle um, the curveballs of life, and, we, and and then there are people that handle it really well. Like I was just, um, you know, observing the experience of uh, an athlete that trains. I try, I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu athlete too, and there's this kid that he's uh, I think he was 21 years old. He's training right next to me. Got into this accident, became paralyzed. So he's been wow. paralyzed now for. I'd like to say maybe three months. Uh, he's recovering back his movements, but it's a long journey for yeah. him. Just a healthy kid, you know, athletic, all that. And I've gone to see him and, you know, ha- had conversations with him. He's come to church a couple of times too. And we've had conversations about faith. And he's just had this an amazing attitude about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he can't work anymore. He had a job, can't work anymore. He, his whole life now is to try to recover you know, from this injury, can't train, do what he likes. Yeah. But he's done. He's he's handled it with such uh, maturity mm-hmm. that I thought, you know, I don't know that I would have that same posture right. and maturity to handle what this kid is handling right now. So what you're saying is is very true, and which leads me to ask you, uh, you know, you you have uh, come to faith recently, in the last few years, and I, I'd like to know. Um, if your faith has anything to do with the way in which you respond to the wins and losses in life. I had a a mentor that used to tell me that um, when the gospel is not at the core of who you are, success goes to your head and failure to your heart, right? And and, and those two things are bad. Like when success goes to someone's head, we know it's bad. Mm -hmm. And when failure goes to someone's heart, it's bad too because it's mm-hmm. not just the loss. It's become something like I'm less of a person or less of a, a man because this has happened to me or I've allowed this to happen to me. Anyways, mm-hmm. so yeah, tell me a little bit about how your faith uh, relates to your uh, outlook and your experiences of, of life and what you do. Yeah, I mean, so my, you know, growing up, I was, I'm not in a very religious yeah. um household like my my you know sort of atheist sort of thinking but also my you know my parents are very much open to 
whatever I want to, how, you know, they don't like mm -hmm. do, do this or do that. Like they're yeah, very, so very, mm -hmm. very open, but you know, it's, it's, I wasn't raised religiously. Um, and you know, my wife is more religious and you know, I, I don't know. My, my actual journey has been, in, it, it's been interesting because like, I'm very, there's a lot of questions that I have, you know, there's a lot of things that constantly I'm, 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 I'm thinking about and, and that, that challenge my sort of overall thinking. But Fundamentally, I believe there's a higher power. I believe in God. I do believe there is, um, you know, I, I I feel that way. I just like there's there's things that make me always. I'm always thinking, right? I'm not. For I'm sure. just not fully. I'm at different stages of my journey, and you know, it's hard. Like it's Democrat, Republican, abortion, not abortion. Like there's all these like things, right? Mm -hmm. God, not God. These type of questions. So it's tricky, right? Because I hear a lot of information that I believe is mm -hmm. that makes sense, or you know, it's a bit confusing. Right. You know, if if you can, if you if you're not sure, and so like I. I have come to come to faith. I would say where I believe more, and I, I believe now in this. And it's it's been a, it's been an interesting journey for me because it is you know gamble. They talk about gambling, poker, and gambling. That's a whole other topic. Is it you know is it gambling? Is it not? Is it a game of skill or luck and chance? So um, you know that's that's another discussion. Uh, but for me personally, you know, I do have faith. I've come to faith, and I you know I feel like my journey is still newer, right? I'm not like a, I haven't been, I'm 35 years old, just, well, 36 now. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's been, a, it was a few years ago yeah. when we did this. So it's kind yeah. of, uh, you know, it's, it's moving forward and I, and I'm, I'm constantly learning more and, and getting more into it and into, um, and, and I, and I'm, and I think there's so many good things for it and I'm very happy. I love going on Sundays to, to most time when you're there to speak and going to church and it's a, it's a great thing. I think it's an amazing thing. I love taking our son and, and my wife and I go and, um, you know, Whenever we're in town, we, we, we make sure we go. But but does it, so my, I guess I'm, my question is, does it inform in any way how you um, handle your vocation, your calling, and your work? I mean, I, 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 I think that, you know, your line of work is pretty cool, actually. I really do. And um, I think that uh, what the Bible teaches is that Christians are to do everything for the glory of God. And as long as, you know, obviously leading an honest business and an honest career life, yeah. you, you can be dishonest as a doctor, medical doctor, yeah, right? Of course. And we've seen many of them out there or as a, a, a school teacher, you know, we've seen school teachers that abuse their students or yeah. beat up on their students or anyhow. Um, but you can be an honest, uh, hardworking poker player and there could be bridges that you can build with people and be helpful to people uh, within the context of of your of your vocation of your calling. So, like, I I want to I want to explore that. And, I don't, and, and that's okay if you haven't given much thought to it. But you know, is would you say that your faith has affected? Like, since you have come to faith, has that affected the way in which you uh, you do your work? So it's a good question. I, I would say, I, I, again, I don't mean to, you know, circumvent or to kind of go away from the direct question. I guess the, uh, how I look at it too is, um, I mean, I, I guess what I hear, I don't look at it as like, did I, did I attribute my results or, you know, if I take a bad beat or something or if I get lucky, I'm like, God's oh, this punishing is, yeah, or God's, oh, I no, won no, this that, hand. I don't yeah. look at it like that. Well, that's good already. Yes. Like, yes. So, so yeah. if you don't make that connection, right. it's already good. Right. Because a lot of people think that when the bad things happen, it's because God is trying to punish you or when things uh, 
good happen you're like oh god is showing me favor right. because i've done all these good things yeah. and that's so, it, it, so if you're already there that's already great well yeah that, that that's for sure i definitely though i will say though within poker you know i feel that there is a lot of um you know that, that's one of the big questions is like what are you giving back right it's like yeah. you know, if you're a doctor yeah. if you're a lawyer yeah. like there's things you're doing you're helping people but you know i'd argue also with, with poker that there's a lot of you know uh during covid right i was streaming a lot on twitch and you know i yeah. got people I'm watching, they're yeah. engaging, we're talking, we're learning. And one of the big things about poker is it's not really about winning or losing. I have some friends that are that are huge lifetime losers in poker, but they'll say that it was one of the more, it's been one of the more beneficial things in their life because they learn to deal with losing. They also have met great friendships or they've, you know, other things that have stemmed from playing poker. So I don't think to be to caught up in the result. And then in terms of like your question about uh, how, how I kind of, how I, I see it incorporating, I, I wouldn't say there's like a direct, correlation you mm -hmm. know to to how that um works together i would just say that you know just like you mentioned anything you're doing if you're a doctor a lawyer working in a church or school like you can be a good person a bad person you can do your best you can help others or mm -hmm. not so yeah. Yeah, i try to be the best version of myself and that's like i'm always working towards that and like i for balance too with family with you know church with with work right it's yeah. hard you have kids multiple kids at four four four, four girls four i have girls. one hopefully we'll have you know i'd love to have more and you know it's like kind of that to me that's sort of um something that helps kind of recenter me to, mm -hmm. to think is like how how is there balance in my life you know it's like sunday and it's like all right are we able to go to church? can we mm -hmm. spend time together mm -hmm. am i rushing am i stressed and you know sort of thinking about what's important in life like i think that it's a really nice sort of mm. balance and reminder for me yeah because that helps you like if you're always being recentered. yeah i like this term that you used i think about it a lot because mm -hmm. uh if you um have a constant and you're like okay if you're intentional about recentering and and by the way that's what um sundays are for that's right. what reading the bible on your own is for that's what prayer mm -hmm. on your own and with others sometimes is for is, is there's a recentering when there is the recentering like you said i like what you said because there is uh, a clear view of what's important priorities you yeah. know like now you begin to see priorities some the problem is when we live in chaos and we don't take time for recentering the chaos takes over and mm -hmm. we can't we can't distinguish what's what's important and what's not does that make sense yeah and I actually i had a question for you too because this is actually in poker similar yeah. to you know, nfl or, or some soccer big yeah. in the world it's the sunday's like you know the main day so on sunday in poker historically uh it's a big day because yeah. that's the day right you think about it if you're gonna if you're gonna run big tournaments online what day can you really do it, right? You want to have yeah. a day where people are at home, people yeah. are relaxing, you know what? So Monday through Friday are out. Yeah. You know, Saturday, people maybe do more stuff or go out or whatever. So Sunday's naturally the day. And yeah. so that's something, especially when I was building my brand of like being a Twitch streamer, that yeah. was the big day. So yeah. like Sunday's the big buy-in tournaments, the big day. Yeah. And now, you know, there was a couple of years of a lot of Sundays where I was pretty much tied up and that was difficult for my wife, you know, as it's the family day and as, yeah. you know, that 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 was something where you know i told her look this is going to be sort of a temporary thing but that's difficult because that was sort of like a sacrifice and right. now luckily i'm doing that less and i have other things that i've kind of come into and working on so i'm able to be free on sundays but that was a tricky thing and i, I was going to ask you you know how do you how do you sort of balance that when you're trying to do big ambitious projects or building yeah. churches and doing stuff because yeah. it is hard you got four kids yeah. you know, how, how do you yeah. how do you balance and, yeah and so time? like you know it's interesting that you asked this question because uh, when the Bible talks about 
the usage of your time, it, it tells you and very clearly set up one day a week where you recenter. Like that's the language we're using here, right? Like so what does that mean? That means that you uh, take a day to acknowledge who you are, who God is, and that you rest on that which God has done on his work. So you remind yourself of, of who God is, who who you are, and uh, what he has done for you. And and that is supposed to be a time for recenter. Now, now the Bible also says that on that day, uh, you should not work. Mm. Uh, and that's obviously um, advice from the creator <laughs> it's like the, it's the creator's manual because no one can really function um you know if, if they don't take time to rest so the bible says couple that day that you recenter your heart with a day of rest mm. right now here's the problem for me uh sunday's a work day for me mm-hmm. and we were just talking about this that i i, I, I speak at key biscayne where you attend with your family and then I jump in a car and I come here and I do another service at the Pinecrest location. And then I, I do a, an evening service. And when I come home, like it's not a day of rest for me. Like right. I'm exhausted. You know, I just sit in front of yeah. the TV. Yeah, if, there's if, if there's a fight, if there's a too. game of food, whatever, yeah. I just want to just have some comfort food. Yeah. And so I have what I have to do is um, I have to take another day. Uh, other week that's not the Sunday Mm -hmm. so that I can do that. And now for me, that day is a Friday. So it's a day that I do things that I love. I don't do any work. Mm -hmm. I I read books. Um, I listen to talks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I take time for prayer. And sometimes I'll go to the beach with my wife when the kids are still at school. And if it matches her schedule... um, but you have to do that. And mm-hmm. if you don't do that, then uh, instead of um, being the master of your work, your work becomes your master. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what I talk about in the book, right? Because there's a lot of people that are working uh, for an identity. Like the, their yeah. work becomes their source of identity. If, if, if the work is removed, they're nobody mm-hmm. because they put all their eggs in that basket. And the minute that you begin to be owned by your work because you have not recentered, um, you know, made a practice of constantly being somebody that's recentering to yeah. remind yourself of all these important things. Then you know everything crashes and burns as a For result sure. of it. So, so that's my. So you have to yeah. take time. You have to make time. Like so, you like you're a busy guy. You told us that you have been in Miami, even though you live here, four days in the last since May twelfth. So yeah, about four months. Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> working and traveling, you're seeing family and whatever. You're in Europe playing. You're yeah. in, in in Asia and etc. Right, and so like um, somebody like you, man, it's, you live this this type of life. It's it's very important that you uh, or anyone that lives this type of lifestyle to to have days where you just hey, this day is for for my soul. It's yeah. for God. It's for my family. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. my my family they travel most of the time. They travel the with majority you. of the time with me, but which I love. Yeah. yeah. It's it's but you know again I I also I think that's kind of my question to you too is like if you the balance is so important, right? To have a a firm balance because I, you know, I I think the that's the tricky part because it's like oh it doesn't work really like i'm just gonna work or do this now and then like later it'll be what you kind of you have to find a way to keep some balance right but it's Mm -hmm. like also at the same time if you know that what the work you put in now is going to lead to you know 
more freedom and, and, and financial freedom later and, and maybe opportunities. I think that's the, that's the age old question. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And, and there's seasons of life. I think it's becoming, exactly. it's, it, we're turning into the Jeff Gross podcast right now. <laughs> You're interviewing me, but that's great. I, I, uh, we talked about this before the show started actually. So just so you know, but, um, there, there are seasons in life. Like uh, at our one of our campuses, we have a lot of med students, mm -hmm. and uh, they they they're, they go to they're doing their residency at at the UM um, School of Medicine, mm -hmm. and you know, man, I I look at the the way in which they live their lives, man, it's crazy because it's studying and working, and many of them, you know, would not be able to maintain a family with that type of lifestyle. And we know it's a season of life, right? right? Like it's, sometimes you look and you say, okay, this is temporary. This is like a three-year program. Obviously, I, I don't want to to be living this way three years from now. That would be mm -hmm. a problem if I am, but I'm just gonna have to push through the season. So I think that there's that, there's that discernment of saying, is this a season of life? I think that if you don't live a balanced life when you, in terms of your faith, family, leisure, uh, and and you allow work to just dictate everything, yeah. bro. You're gonna just crash yeah, and burn. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's also why it's harder. And faith it's... helps with that, right? Because because yeah. because faith helps to say, hey, this is what's important. You know, the recentering helps you to remember what what's important. Yeah. So well, yeah, exa exactly. And that's the thing. I think that that's that's the. Uh, circling back that's the balance right because it's yeah. like you can't just oh i'm gonna do everything and then fix it and if stuff goes starts going wrong or it's really hard to sort of come back and, and bring it all together so yeah. Yeah, balance is balance is huge yeah and you know i i like to say look if you're trying to start anything obviously you're gonna have to as an entrepreneur you know that right jeff like you're gonna have to put in a lot of hours in the beginning mm -hmm. when you're starting something um and hope the hope is obviously that you know you build teams and etc and, and, and you empower people uh, to lead and et cetera. But I think it's a recipe for disaster to start anything. I talk about this in the book. Uh, there's one of the principles that I talk about, um, which is dependence. Uh, and, and, and what I mean dependence there is uh, dependence on God, prayer, prayer life, which is that moment, you know, like I see Jesus in his life, busy ministry, like he was, Jesus was starting the, launching the kingdom of God biggest enterprise ever it's the enterprise that will renew all things and yet jesus is taking time away like we read in luke 5 he's taking time away he removes himself from his followers he goes to like uh, an isolated place and there he just stays and prays and then he is refreshed he comes back to do hard work so if you're starting anything in the business of entrepreneurship and you don't uh budget that mm. Um, you are setting yourself up for major disappointment and the people that are following you too or investing in you for major disappointment, I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I, I love the title of the book and I do think that, you know, I think that again, that's a, the huge thing is I think that's part of the, the, the journey, right? Because not everything's going to work out. Whether you start, uh, start a channel, start a podcast, do whatever, there's a lot of learnings in failure as well. Like yeah. not everything works out, not everything's going to oh, be a yeah, success, a but there's learning. a lot of learnings you can take from from all these you know, types of things. So what, have, what has been some of your greatest lessons that you have learned out of failure? Can you, you I mean, uh, can you think about that? Or yeah, I mean, for, 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 that's interesting. I guess failure is, um, 
I'm trying to think like I'm trying to think of like a specific example on something that that really didn't work out. But I could even take maybe from from soccer, right? I was I played soccer. Uh-huh. I went to I got a scholarship, partial scholarship academic that athletic to go to University of South Carolina, uh-huh. and you know was expecting to come in and be be but whatever and then i it didn't really work out like i said my coach i didn't get along and there's uh-huh. a lot of luck and variance and, yeah. and things so maybe the guys that were in my position how they did or someone transferred in whatever right. it might be um you know and i don't want to call that like a failure but i would just say like realizing that um you, you got to be able to pivot be realistic and that, that not everything just always goes super smooth right uh-huh. there are things that don't that don't work as you see or that aren't fair like yeah. i'd say okay like you know and, and the university programs there was a lot of schools i was looking at right. probably out of the choices i decided to go to maybe every other one would have been better that like in terms mm-hmm. of me playing or how it could have gone yeah and it just didn't that didn't i call that maybe a failure in terms of my college soccer career right and you know that's where it ended so you know i, I look at that and i think um you know you, you got to take ownership too there's stuff in that in that thing i could have done better there's things that could have gone more that, that I was in control and then there's things that I wasn't in control in, but I sort of yeah. you know took that and, and went went and sort of took the lessons right and, yeah. and, and and that feeling of it didn't work out and and you know I was okay with that luckily I had something else I was transitioning to but that's tough right when you you know I get yeah. there that was my goal at the time I come into college soccer I want to go professional I, I'm excited and then all of a sudden you know it wasn't the case and, that, and that's and, difficult. May, and maybe if you had not gone to the University of South Carolina you would not have gone into poker right. And so maybe it was, sometimes that happens in life too, where God leads us to a place and uh, we're expecting success and it's, and, but, but it's because we have a limited view of what success looks like. We have a, we have, we have a a drawing of what our success, success looks like and we fail, but it's in that failure that God uses to propel you into another kind of success that you were not even thinking about, yeah. right? Exactly, it's exactly right. Do you think I, you would have gotten into poker if you had not gotten to the University of South Carolina? I mean, I, I was already playing, but no, I yeah. think if I had been playing soccer, at, like if I had made in, it Or like if you had just gone and, and, and it worked right. out so, well. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I think it would have been much different, of course. Yeah, and, of and course. That's, you know, I actually, I did a 10-day meditation retreat where I had no talking, yeah. no writing, no reading. Yeah. For That was like the craziest thing I ever did. And that a lot of creativity and stuff came out, but that was that was wild experience. And just kind of, I mean, that's not really a failure at all, but it was just kind of like, I, I remember having a, <laughs> like, I, like I remember having like this experience where it was so wild and profound, where I was like really nervous about going. And I just was thinking about that for some reason, but that was like a, one of the more, um, you know, kind of crazy things in my life, and I'd recommend that to anyone who has. Uh, before you have wife and kids, of course, right? Yeah. That's a little easier, but of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like you, uh, you met your wife. I was, uh, I remember now the story. You met? Did you? You met your wife at the the Burning Man mm-hmm. Festival, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That's also kind of one of those. Uh, Life would be different, uh, sliding door things, and you know, I think there's a misconception similar to poker. I think there's a misconception about Burning Man and how everyone's doing drugs yeah. and whatnot. Like my wife doesn't even drink, yeah. and um, you know, I can't say that I've never had a, a sip of alcohol. But I was I was out till seven a.m. and she was waking up for the day, and we walked past each other in the middle of the desert and started talking. And, and the crazy part is, you know, Burning Man is eighty thousand people. Yeah, yeah. It's like a huge arc, and yeah, there's like you know yeah. rows where everyone lives. And I just told her, oh, I, I'm at this nine fifteen and D is like the coordinates yeah. of where our camp yeah. was. And I said, yeah. we have a barbecue that day. And she showed up uh, later that day, 80,000 people. And, you know, I was an idiot. I didn't get her information. And luckily she came. She liked burgers. We had a barbecue. And then that was it. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy variance in life. Yeah, it's sure. amazing how God works things out. And, the, uh, and you know, the commonalities and, you know, the, uh, the events of life. And we're, we're not even thinking uh, how he's working, but he is at work. And, yeah. 
and you have a great wife and you have a great family and we love you guys. Um, let me let me just close up this, you know, I want to close our conversation here, but talking about, uh, you know, this, this last principle um, in the book, which is I feel that um, anything that you do in life that you are intentional about connecting people to purpose, mm-hmm. I think I, it was Zig Ziglar he said um, something to the effect of, and may, you know, you're listening to me. I wish I had somebody that can, can Google it for me right now, but maybe that's some, an improvement in the podcast. <laughs> but I think he said something to the effect of, uh, if you want to win, help people to win or something like that. You know, like when you put people first yeah. and when you're trying to um, find solutions to people's problems, or when you're trying to, you know, just genuinely um, connect them to a bigger purpose, mm-hmm. you know, um, that there's a blessedness that comes with that. And to me, that's that's sort of like the root of success is like how how many people are you able to help? Now, bringing it to the world of poker and what you do, um, how have you seen or how is it possible? Let me let me reframe it. How is it? How would it be possible? Uh, for someone, and, you may, and, and I'm sure you're doing that in some ways, but how would it be possible for someone in this industry to help people connect to greater purpose and meet needs? One way that I think, and I'm going to just give you one out, is I've seen a lot of fundraising events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that idea for, for some different church projects. And we've done it in the past mm-hmm. uh, here at Crossbridge too, trying to get people to camp and just do a poker tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've seen a lot of been, you know, events, uh, the philanthropic events that are that are poker and yeah. that has raised a lot of money to, you yeah. know, help people in their need. But can you think of other ways and, and, and you know, if you, if you have found ways yourself of how to connect I, I think you can do anything in life and connect people to purpose, pretty right. much anything, everything that's honest and decent. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, so I, first of all, in poker, I mentioned earlier before the show, like I think the most valuable thing or the, that I love the most is about freedom, right? That I have yeah. freedom of schedule. That's That's been yeah. the number one, no matter, maybe you could find ways or jobs or things I could make more money, but to me, ultimately right. having my own schedule. So I think that is the fundamental question that comes back about poker is what are you giving? What, like, mm-hmm. what is it that, benefit society it's a zero-sum game mm-hmm. you know i win you lose something like that uh the, the the truth is that you have a lot of time there's a lot of time that you can do with your time and mm-hmm. use it effectively also you know whether it's giving to charities or doing charity events is like, there a lot of that in poker uh, like the, a in, lot. In, in, there, in the community that you're yeah. part of like philanthropy a oh, lot yeah. of philanthropy a lot there's a lot there's um the uh-huh. double up drive i know dan smith does there's something called uh reg raise for effective mm-hmm. giving and mm-hmm. there's a group of poker players i've been a part of that as well mm-hmm. where they basically find you know ways to that this is a charity focused on different causes where people get money and then they find effectively because obviously in charity there's a lot of you know money can you know go fund me and these different things money can kind of mm-hmm. find its way out with the, without the core of the money going to the purposes so you know, I would say that uh, as a whole poker is a very generous group like the the people mm. I know and that I've been playing for twenty you know professionally let's say fifteen years but twenty years playing a lot of people are still in poker they're they're historically generally known as very mm-hmm. giving and, and find ways to give to 
to their they, not only their the money but time mm-hmm. to different different uh, mm-hmm. different charities. So you know, I, I think again we we can keep talking about the same thing on that, but right. it just doesn't matter if it's doctor, lawyer, right. you know, banker, sports, yeah. sports like. Yeah. You have opportunities to of do course. good things with yeah. people and it's yeah. about time. It's about right. it's about empowering other people and yeah. you know what who's to say that Neymar versus uh you know your local teacher who's doing right. more or not, right? It's kind of up to right. you. Like what are you doing with your free time? How are you showing up as a role yeah. model? Yeah. How are you how are you with your time? How are you to people? And you know, I, I think that's like again, for me personally it's different because like I've done a lot of content. Whereas like yeah. playing poker, um, you know, you could argue it what that does or how it is and what you do with your time and money. But like for me personally, like I have a lot of people I've connected with on Twitch, a lot of engagement conversations, yeah. different things, people that, you know, are motivated or start their own thing or learn something yeah. or you know take a skill set so that for me it's not been hard to like justify yeah. that but i think yeah. that the the actual yeah like, that's act, that's yeah. another interesting piece that you're bringing up because when you are producing good content and educating people whether it's to make them better at a particular craft yeah um, or if it's a way to allow them to express their ideas in themselves yeah. uh, to tell their stories i mean that is that is very redemptive and so that's exciting yeah that's good that's i'll say also like for for example um starting a youtube channel i, I was yeah. doing on i was streaming on twitch a buddy of mine said why don't you have a youtube channel like actually i was in the bahamas in like 2017 right. and i was with my friend jamie staples and yeah. someone walked up to him and was like hey man i love your stuff like I, you know i'm a big fan to, I, i'm he says it to my friend and i'm like and then my friend goes what's your twitch name right he's like what's your name on twitch uh-huh. like your username and yeah. the guy goes what's twitch like he's like i was I, he's like I, I, I subscribed to your youtube channel and so like that kind of like made me realize um you know that that people are people are watching people are alert to stuff and you might really spark something in someone to do it then i was like you know let, let me try a youtube channel let me start it and yeah for me it's a journal that's yeah. like the coolest part about streaming huh. or or youtube like i look back and huh. i'll go to vegas i've gone every summer for uh 15 years right yeah. except maybe during covid and uh-huh. when my son was born um but you know th- they'll start blending together and right. different things happen but like i have like basically a uh a, a more advanced journal i can yeah. go back i have some conversations with people memories same thing with podcasts it's great like there's yeah. people i talk to and, and get to get to have a conversation with that's always there you can mm-hmm. use clips from it you can you know go back and watch mm-hmm. it people people get to learn something from it so yeah for me that's that's the most rewarding thing is i i just think that people actually it can it can motivate them it can spark something they can yeah. learn something and you just never know who is uh who you might touch or inspire and never reach and, and that's the big thing you never know well jeff thank you uh for joining us and the Starting Strong podcast. Again, you know, love you, Emilia, your little son. Uh, It's been a blessing to get to know you. You're a man that started strong and you continue to start things strong. So thank you. Thank you very much. All right, brother.